right, Justin. I need you to sing the alligator theme song. The alligator theme song? Yeah. What is that? How's it go? See know. you later. See you later, alligator. Alla alligator. Gator gator. Ooh. Ooh, gator. There you go. I made one up. Eh, fuck it, that works. I mean, I don't know. I thought you were going to do something shittier, like the University of Florida fight song. Ayo. Oh, 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 that's messed up. Fuck hey. the gators. That's what I'm saying. Fuck the gators. Hey, I don't share that same sentiment. Um, Cinema Slayers does not all, not all of us here at Cinema Slayers reflect the views of Sterling. So please understand that for any Florida fans out there. I still like you. Fuck the University of Florida. <laughs> Fuck the Florida State Seminoles while we're at it. Because when it comes down to it, it's all about the U. I'm really surprised it's taken this many episodes for me to get a Miami reference in there. But I went there and I got it. I feel pretty good about it. That is a surprise. You'd think that would have happened by now. That is mind boggling, actually, that you haven't said anything about the U until just right now. What is this, episode 80 something? I mean, that's crazy. I think technically this is episode 60 something, but oh. that's because we don't number them all sequentially because any of the side ones I don't number. So, uh, okay. Eh, I don't know. It's a number something. I should know, like rebuilding the website. I've been looking at these numbers nonstop, but it's something. It's a number something. We ought to do something special for like the 100th episode. I mean, we're getting closer and closer. We ought to do something by that time, you know, have something like cool. I don't know what, but. Or where we would be by that time, but yeah, you we'll know, figure out something. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Cinefans, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Slayers podcast. This is a bonus episode for you guys. And if you did not gather what we would be talking about based on our alligator talk earlier, we are talking about the movie Crawl. It's just Justin and I. We're going to talk about what we like, didn't like, and everything in between with the aforementioned crawl a little more flowy though as you guys are more accustomed to when it's just two of us Justin, what do you think about when alligators attack five <laughs> when alligators attack lake placid six king k rule the movie um no um actually i surprisingly enjoyed this film now just to give some background on this i went into this with pretty much zero or maybe even like negative expectations i wasn't impressed by any of this uh, uh, by any of the film's trailers i really thought that this was just going to be some big giant crocodile or alligator uh terrorizing people and i, I just didn't get the impression that this would be uh, a good film on the outset. So I really had no interest to see this. But when Sterling said that, hey, I'm going to record, um, I'm probably going to watch Crawl and record it. I was like, huh, you know, I was like, well, maybe if I get around to it, I'll watch it. But I'd been keeping up with just how it had been faring with critics and how it had been faring with audiences. And I just kept hearing so much positive about this movie. So then I was like, well, you know what? I'm, this is going to be one of those situations where I'm just going to go with the critics and I'm just going to go with the fans and I'm going to go check it out just based on the word of mouth that I had been hearing. And I'm glad that I made this decision. This was a really good movie. And I don't know, I might have to change my name to Mr. Right or something because I'm just getting tired of being right on this podcast. But I hearken something whenever we were talking about Child's Play. I said something. I said that Child's Play towards the end suffered from less is more. And I kind of went into how it, it got so overblown 
at the end that and if they had just simplified things, if they had just simplified the concept, if they had just kept it within the structure of what they had started with, that movie probably could have ended better. Well, back to this film, if there is any film this year that defines less is more, it's going to be this one. This is the quintessential definition that you don't need a whole lot happening. You don't need a whole lot going on to have a good film. And I think that that is the biggest testament to this movie um, because that's what crawl is. I mean, even that even that name is simple. And, 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 you know, just it's just a, the name of this film is just crawl. You know, even that is a very, very simple name. You know, and and I think that that almost is a microcosm for its simplicity. This was very, very good because it it wasn't about a giant alligator just running around terrorizing people. It was not some cliche about a science experiment or something gone bad and there wasn't government officials involved and all this other craziness to kind of connect a protagonist with this animal. There was none of that. As a matter of fact, um, the, the, the movie is just very bare bones. There's a there's a hurricane um, and we've got a character, our protagonist, who is played by Kaya, and I don't want to butcher her last name, so let me look at it one more time. Kaya Scodelario. Um, she plays Haley in this movie, and she's just trying to find out what's going on with her father. Her father's not answering. They're checking the news. We've got Category 5 hurricanes in the area where her father is. So she just goes to check things out. And of course, this is ill-advised, but she um, goes to the area where her father is anyway. And that's really what this movie is. It was just a daughter trying to find her father and make sure her father was safe in this hurricane situation. But the movie is brilliantly crafted in its simplicity. And I just can't hearken on that enough because the hurricane was was a great way to kind of limit the resources of the characters. So there weren't going to be people around because the city or where they were had been evacuated. There wasn't going to be a way to reach people really on phones or anything like that because all that stuff had been disconnected due to this hurricane storm. Also, you've got an injured father that is trapped underneath this house. So mobility is limited. He can't really move effectively because he's been chewed up by an alligator and just thankfully survived that that initial attack. But um, whenever um, our protagonist, whenever she finds him, but that's the simple, but that really is the movie is they are trapped under this house. There are alligators that have come in from the storm and came through a drain pipe that's located underneath the house and have just kind of housed themselves there. They're laying eggs and they're hunting and just doing alligator shit. 
There wasn't some giant biological experiment. As a matter of fact, there are multiple alligators in this movie, something that I didn't initially know from the previews. But they just happened to be there because they came in with the water and the storm and everything like that. And that's really the scenario that we have. And it really is just an intense fight for survival. And everything is just very, very simple here. Um, and that's what's great about the film. It builds tension in just the simplest ways. And, and, and even though I'm hearkening on the simple thing, there were also some great camera shots and great camera moments in this movie. Like some of the jump scares in this movie were effective because they didn't really feel cheap. They, they didn't always feel like, oh, I've seen this a hundred times in other movies or anything like that. They did some cool things with the camera. I remember one in particular where, um, where she's got this flashlight and she's kind of looking around, um, seeing what she can find underneath the house. And she's looking around and there's nothing there and she hears noise, but she can't quite pinpoint where the noise is coming from. And she's looking around and then she's also kind of looking and there are little openings in the house and stuff like that where you can kind of see outside. So she's looking through these openings. She's shining this light. She can't see anything. And, and there's a storm going, of course. And like as lightning hits, you see the mouth of this alligator all of a sudden in a place where she wasn't shining the light. And I thought that was really cool. It was one of those kinds of jump scares that was just different. You know, they had the lightning, um, it kind of illuminated that part of the area and you could see the alligator's mouth open up. And I just thought some of that was cool. And, and there were all kinds of just little tidbits like that where it would build tension and build tension and not quite give you something. And then all of a sudden, okay, we got something now. And uh, like I said, this was definitely a fight for survival. Some of the injuries that our characters go through, some of the things that happen to them, you, you just thought that they weren't going to make it out of this situation, or at least you thought one of them wasn't going to make it out. And that brings me to kind of to the other person. I keep saying him, him, him. Uh, Barry Pepper, who also paid Dave in this movie, was the father of Haley, who's like our main character. And he was great here, too. The, the few scenes where they got to communicate with each other were very heartfelt very simple, very heartfelt, gave us exactly what we needed. And I got great acting out of both of those, um, out of both of those actors. And then it was right back to giving you tension and wondering where these alligators were and them trying to ask, um, shouting for help and people record seeing them, but then also being eaten by these alligators and everything like that. So I just really enjoyed this fight for survival. It's honestly, this is probably, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I went in with zero expectations, but to me, this is kind of like one of those hidden gems of this year. I really, really enjoyed this. If you haven't seen this yet, yet, I really suggest that you go check this out. Because like I said, it's it's a it's an it's a man versus nature film done right. Very simple, confined space. And you just build the tension with these simple, simple elements. And I really think that this was very, very good. And like I said, hats off just one more time to Kaya Scodelario for her performance as well. Like she 
kills it in this movie. She's dedicated to this. She comes off as this daughter who um who who really wants to rescue her father and wants to get out of this situation alive um but but also you know th- things in life have kind of caused them to be a little distant distant and things like that and all of that just comes across and none of it was ever overbearing or so over dramatic you were just rolling your eyes and that's really a testament to her acting work in this. And when she needed to be scared, she was scared. When she needed to be confused or wondering where the alligators were, that came across. When she was determined and made her moves and swam um, to in, in order to try to get away from these creatures and everything, that came across. So I really just appreciated not only her acting performance, but how well they told such a simple story. No, I'm going to have to agree with you on a lot of that, Justin. Like, this movie kind of was a breath of fresh air when it came to, I guess, especially horror movies lately. Because it really feels like horror movies have been really, really getting their ass beat lately. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just been garbage after garbage after garbage after ultra mega gar- garbage with Midsummer. I mean, it's... And I think what I liked the most about this movie was that in a lot of ways it was like the anti midsummer it was short to the point and like you said very simple and it wasn't boringly simple it just it was focused i guess to me is what i would describe it as it was a focused movie good word like i don't really feel like there was many wasted moments or shots or anything like that pretty much everything they did like moved the story on or added tension or you know, added a jump scare or something like that. And I think this movie also was very effective with how it did the jump scares. You know, it it wasn't just so full of them that by the end of the movie, you know, you're tired of it. Where like, you know, you're just getting faked out left and right. Like it used them very effectively to just kind of uh, crescendo the tension, like in a very fast moment, you know, where you just get that little blast of tension. And then it would just, it would build from that. And, you know... Because like you said, it would be those moments where all of a sudden it'd be like, bam, uh, alligator. And it wasn't like the character could then just be like, oh, it's the alligator, but I'm still safe. No, most of the time when it used those jump scares with the alligators, those that character was then still in danger. Like you then had to witness them escape the 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 alligator, you know, for the next few moments. And I just don't feel like anything in that was wasted. And, you know, and, and like I said, it was it was short and to the point and. I'm so glad it was the length it was at what, like 87 minutes without the trailers, because I feel like if it had gone like even 10 minutes longer, it probably would have fallen apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it just did so good at just knowing when it needed to end. And it, like it, and it did just end. And I mean, it, it does have some gore in it, but it wasn't, it wasn't once again, I hate to say this. It wasn't gratuitous in the way that like it was in midsummer where you got some of the same elements of like gore with broken bonage. Uh, you got that a couple of times in this movie too, but it didn't feel the need to linger on those moments with the exception of one moment where it did linger on it, but I felt it was necessary. And that's when the, the dad, Barry Pepper is resetting his broken leg and it's a severely broken leg, like shin in two different parts, like shin bone sticking out of his leg and he sets it and it does stay on that and focus on it a little long but it still felt like it had a purpose you know it was showing the essentially it was it was adding to the fact that once 
this movie started and like once you were in the crawl space with the alligators there was essentially no rest you know even when the the character wasn't in danger of the alligator at that exact moment because he was kind of hidden away he was still in the whole like danger and you know somewhat uselessness of having a leg that he couldn't move Mm -hmm. so he had to set it with a splint and everything like that so it focusing on that still made more sense than some of the the broken bone focusing shots of midsummer because it was adding to the peril and danger and and, and pain that his that, that that character was going through in the moments of what you would consider the rest <laughs> that you know it was still just non-stop peril and i liked that that it it even when this mo- movie was in those low tension moments it did a good job of making sure you still knew that you need to be tense. That's a very, very good point, man. I think that is a very, very excellent point, actually, because like you said, it seemed like anytime it took a break, that that's exactly what they would do. There would be some injury or there would be something wrong with them or they were trying to get uh, to to some place that wasn't a crawl space that wasn't really safe or some corner or some or they're talking about, OK, we got to get over there. We got to get to this other side. And there's only one way to get over there. OK, what are we going to do? I'm going to distract them. I'm going to make noise and you try to swim over there. Um, I think you can make it. I really think you can. And You know, like it just so like you said, even the breaks had a purpose. It didn't feel like, okay, we're taking a break because the movie needs a break. We're uh, you're only getting a break from the alligators, but you only got a set period of time to figure out what you're going to do here. And that's what that time was used for. So, yes, it was brilliant. And that just really helped the pacing of the film. That's a great point you made. Well, like in this, too. I liked the way they used the hurricane, like flooding the basement and the area around them in conjunction with the alligators, you know. So then that way you essentially had like those time restraints both ways, mm-hmm. you know, like you knew you couldn't stay in the basement because it will flood and you will drown. But then also the more it floods, the more essentially more dangerous the alligators would get. You know, they can swim faster than they can run. They can't hear as well outside of water so now you're giving them medium to where they can hide they can hear better they can move faster you know all things that they are better at than humans in that scenario and it just it it played very well into the same things you know like i said and it didn't feel artificial it didn't feel like they were just like oh we have to get out of here to do this and all this other stuff i liked the fact that the dad was the was an architect so like there were the little things he would know like you know he would measure the depth of the water you know and he would know roughly whenever he went down there and all this other stuff and he's like well it filled up this much in this amount of time you know and then he's like making like oh well we've got x amount of time till it's going to get too full you know and stuff like that and then even at one point he even remeasures and they adjust the timetable because well you know it's a fucking hurricane shit can get worse you know i liked the fact that they showed uh that they weren't even safe outside and i thought they did that in a very uh I guess it wasn't a unique way. It was just a fitting way for this film where, you know, there were some looters that got taken and a couple of cops that came to help got taken by uh, gators and stuff. Because I know Justin was talking about how there's two. There's actually a bunch in this movie, Um, but you only get the two in the basement. Well, technically three because the third one does come in. But 
I just thought they were just really smart ways of adding some of that stuff into it. And 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 with that, you know, like I was saying, they they added the tension and stuff like that. And and like I said, but they did good jobs of of letting it rest a little bit. But like I said, they they kept tension underlining during those moments. But then they also did a very good job of in those moments of build, still building tension. They were still able to develop the father daughter relationship and. They did so in a way that most movies won't do, and I kind of liked that. There was only one line in like their development that I thought was really kind of stupid, but and I'll get to that later. But I like the facts, you know, like it did feel like there was a relationship before this movie started as far as the way these characters talk to each other and that's something that a lot of movies leave out, mm-hmm. you know. Like in a lot of movies you end up feeling like the relationship started when the movie started. And it could be like, a, a, you know, and like in this case, a father and a daughter and the daughter could be like 10 in the movie. And it feels like they've had a relationship of five minutes, even yep. though their characters would have been had one for 10 years, you know, and this movie didn't do that as much. And then like the way it developed their backstories felt like the normal conversation for the type of relationship they had for the most part, you know. They had been out of touch for a while because, you know, they set up, you know, from the sister talking that, you know, that they're a lot alike. So obviously they're going to kind of, you know, uh, kind of fight more because they're both so stubborn and stuff like that. And so, you know, when they're like, when they're having these conversations and, you know, and the dad's talking about how, you you know, you've got to fight, you've got to persevere. We can't go out like this because that's not the type of people we are, you know, and she's like, well, you didn't fight with mom. Or like, why didn't you do that with mom? It feels like that that it, it still would have been the way they would have had that conversation because it feels like they might not have talked about it at all since the divorce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? And, that's and they're I in felt. this life, they're in this life or death situation. And, you know, sometimes whenever in the, in the back of your mind is, oh, I'm going to die. You're, you're trying to get closure then. And those moments felt like that's what it was. Like they both understood they might die. So do they want to die mad at each other type of situations? And they did a good job of making that feel authentic. Like it, it didn't feel out of place or forced or just some reason to fucking, you know, develop characters in the middle of this stuff. It felt like that's they used that in the moments they were supposed to use them. And, and like I said, it didn't waste the time with it. Like they had the moments they were supposed to have, you know, and there wasn't some random shit of like, remember my eighth birthday when you did this? Like they didn't have any of that bullshit. They talked about the ones that mattered, you know, like about their family falling apart. You know, the moments that in a time like that is what you would actually want answers to. You'd want the closure about. So like I said, it just didn't waste those times. And that's saying a lot for almost any type of movie these days. Mm -hmm. There are so many movies out there that just waste so much time. Because they think that that's what's necessary. You know, I'm all for character development in a movie, but there's a time and a place for that. And there's effective ways of doing that. And I mean, you look at something like, I mean, fuck, I'll just use the example of a Dark Phoenix, where it really tried to develop the character of Jean Grey so fast. But holy fuck, it was just stumbling through it. It didn't feel like they knew what they wanted to tell you about that character but it did they didn't know what they wanted that to develop into like they didn't know what type of character they wanted from that development all they knew is they wanted they knew what to tell you and they just weren't efficient or effective with how they did it and and i think like both me and justin have been saying is this movie was just very clear and concise like you found out what you needed to know about these characters 
in the moments and that you needed to know, you know, like, and I mean, I, I love the fact that they made her a, like a collegiate swimmer, you know? Yeah. Because then it made, it made sense that like the way they used her swimming in this, then, you know, it felt like it was going to be a little forced. And do I feel like a professional swimmer could legitimately beat an alligator, like an open water and stuff like that? No, not at all. Alligators are fast as fuck. But is this at least plausible? Yeah, it is. I mean, it's not like Lake Jaston brought up in like Lake Placid, where you've got like Bill Pullman <laughs> out swimming a gigantic fucking alligator. And which, yeah, I know you would argue that even if it's bigger, it's slower. But like when you've got that much bigger of a tail on one of those fuckers to propel it forward, holy fuck, that thing would still fucking book it. And somehow Bill Pullman or Oliver Platt. How the fuck is Oliver Platt out swimming fucking anything? <laughs> My ass can barely swim. I've got the swimming capabilities of not dying in a shallow end of a pool. And I could outswim Oliver Platt. And yet this that movie hinges on it so much. And then like in this, you don't see anybody out swimming one of those alligators except her. And then that's what that's what makes it plausible. It's it's almost to the border of being unplausible still, but at least it's only her that's doing it because she's the one person that's in this movie that has a fucking swimmer's chance. Exactly. That That is such a great point. Or like uh, we brought up that point in Midsummer. also. It's funny how we keep going back to Midsummer, but like her, like when that character became the maid queen against in a battle of agility and stamina, against all of these other women who farm and are outside all the time and are constantly running around doing outside wilderness activities. And she, you know, outstamina's them, you know, it's just, it, you know, okay, cool. I get it. She needed to become the May queen in the midsummer movie. But I mean, is that really believable? What, with what we've given, at least, like you said, at least in this movie, she this was somebody who was a collegiate athlete. She was um, second place. She was, a se you know, second place from qualifying for like this big meet or everything like that. So that's close to, you know, she's uh, and was swimming since childhood. So that I can believe, it can, you know, maybe she's not faster if they if you lined up the alligator with her in, in a swim meet, she's not going to win. But could she get to point A uh, from point A to point B and maybe with them not getting a, a jump on them to where they're like, oh, shit, there she goes. And they swim after. Could she make it? I, 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 I'll believe that. I'll go with that. I'll roll with that. Just like you said, that's way more believable than, like you said, <laughs> Oliver Platt or somebody like that beating one of these creatures in the water. Yeah. I mean, like Barry Pepper has essentially a bum leg in this movie and a bitten up shoulder. And then it, later on in the movie, he loses an arm. Um, <laughs> but they never show him trying to outrace a, an alligator in this. He's never trying to outswim an alligator. And I loved that. I loved that he just he moved in his in, insanely ineffective way and the way they built it, like the way they were moving through the water and stuff like that. Like, I liked the fact that this guy had an absurd knowledge about alligators when he really shouldn't have. But for whatever reason, 
it felt like he was the type of guy that just would have that knowledge. Like, it didn't feel like he was just some random fucker that just happened to have all the alligator knowledge in the world. It, he just seemed like the type of guy that would be the one that looked up alligator shit. Yeah. And they used that in an effective way, too. You know, they're moving through the water because he's like, look, they're going to be looking for splashes. Like, they're going to hear the splashes. That's what they're going to be attracted to while hunting. You know, so the rain's going to help. We just got to move slowly and calmly. And the rain will, you know, disguise, you know, for the most part, any noise we'd make if we're moving slow. And, you know, and then, of course, the eye of the hurricane has to come right in the middle of that. So the water is insanely still all of a sudden. Um and for whatever reason, that moment surprised me. I don't know why. I just didn't think that they were going to do that. And it wasn't like one of those big, like, holy shit, like they just changed the fucking game moments. It was just one of those moments where like that happens. And then when it did, I was like, oh, shit. And then I was like, well, of course they're going to do that moment. Like that makes sense that they did that. They set up that moment pretty damn well because the yeah. 15 yeah. seconds before that they were talking about oh the rain is what's going to protect us right now of course the rain's going to end it's a fucking horror movie the rain yep. will end mm -hmm. but yep. it just wasn't what i was thinking at the time and so like i, I really did enjoy that moment and you know it's just one of those things that like every time they kind of got like a leg up on the alligators something else would happen but it just didn't feel like ha happenstance or serendipity. It really kind of felt like the mayhem of, oh, you're in a hurricane and there are alligators. Exactly. So, like you can plan all you want and you could come up with ideas and do this and do that. But you're still going up against a hurricane and a bunch of alligators. So you kind of got to wing it when you can, too. Yeah. And that was just such a great standout scene to me was, you know, they, they they had done all of that. The rain had stopped and they were like, oh, shit. And they had to get to this boat. And then they get to that boat and she swims triumphantly over there. She gets to the boat. They they get she 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 manages to get him. And, you know, her she's on the boat. She manages to get her father and the dog on the boat. And then this wave just from hurricane shit sweeps them inside of this house and it just breaks through the windows, sweeps them inside of this house. And now we are in a completely different situation. The water is deeper. These alligators have access to this house now. And now you got to get to the roof. You got to find a way uh, to get up there. So th th that was just excellent stuff man and then i and then they also got separated too so she had to kind of find her way back to her father and everything and um and that was around the time he got his arm bit off and then she got almost trapped into a, in a bathroom with one of these things so man and that was just such a masterful play like like that was just and the way it all happened was great like they got on the at that moment got on the boat then bam crash there's this wave now they're in this house um, and now, um, she hears like rescue helicopters are flying over the area and she's like, well, let me look out this window and see if I can see one of the helicopters. And all of a sudden, th uh, an alligator shatters through the window. Like it was just so great at how it combined those elements. Like not only were they, 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 they fighting um animals but they were also fighting against nature and this hurricane and the tandem the tag teaming of this alligator hurricane was just such a great adversary for them yeah and 
I liked also the way that they showed how they were really authentic with how alligators work. Like an alligator bites you. It's not all of a sudden your limb is gone. Like when an alligator bites down on you, it more or less locks on. And then especially in water, that's why they always start pulling you back is because they're trying to get you in the water because and they show this in in they showed a couple of times in the movie. Um, typically, they're getting you into the water because a they're going to spin around till you break your neck and you're dead. Or if you're spinning in the water with them, they're holding you under until you're drowning. And you see this a couple of times in it where one of the alligators gets her leg and it's just spinning under the water with her and she's able to get a. Uh, and so that's why it, her leg's not ripping off is because it's going to her legs going to spin with, like she's going to spin with her leg underwater. So that makes sense. And then I think she and that's the moment she's able to get a screwdriver and stab it in the eye to get it to let go of her. And then there's a scene later with the dad when it gets her, his arm. The crocodile's underwater and he's not. So the alligator is able to spin like they do. And so the second it spins while it's on his arm, his arm breaks and rips off. And yep. that's exactly what would happen in that moment. Because you got to think about it like if it's an animal, well, now the animal's injured and the alligator could then go up and get it and drag it underwater. Or worst case scenario, it's still got part of the animal to eat. And so I liked that scene with it. And like I said, it, it, it you know, anytime in the beginning of the movie, when one of the alligators grabbed them, the first thing it started doing was dragging them, which is exactly what they would do. It's not going to like bite down and start pulling. And then all of a sudden your leg comes off, you know, no, it grabs it. Cause when it grabs it locks and then it just pulls you back to where it can get you where it needs to get you because it's not one of those things where it can then just sit there and start chomping on you. No, like the second it then releases its jaws to maybe take another bite, you can get away. And they showed that in this movie, you know, it's just, I really liked the way they acted. And especially because the alligators, especially the ones in the basement, weren't just attacking them for the sake of attacking them. It was attacking them because it was protecting a nest that was like back in this area behind the stairs. Yep. And that's that's exactly how alligators would act. Anytime it didn't perceive them directly as a danger, it went back over towards the stairs, which is exactly what they would do. There's no danger. I'm going to go protect my eggs. So... It was little things like that that I really appreciated, that it just wasn't like, and I, I'm going to say this, and I don't mean this necessarily in a bad way, but it wasn't like a Jaws where shit's just killing for the sake of killing. And I do not mean that at all as a slight against Jaws. Maybe Jaws 2 and 3 and 4, not the <laughs> yeah, first one. Yeah, fuck those. So, yes. so, so maybe I'll rephrase what I said and just say, it wasn't like a J Jaws 2 through 4 where shit was just killing for the sake of being a magical killing animal. And it just, it, it felt real towards it. And then like, whenever you get to the alligators that are outside, you know, they were all apparently in that lake, which it's, you know, there's a sign saying alligators in the lake, be careful, which it's Florida. Of course there's alligators in the lake, which I can't even say, of course it's Florida. We've got one up here in Chicago. We've got a alligator in a lake up here right now. Uh, Chance the snapper. Look it up if you don't know. And huh. yeah, so then whenever the waters flood from the hurricane, well, like, of course, they're no longer just going to stay in that lake. You know, it, I mean, the dad even says, like, they're using the floodwaters to hunt now. Like, their hunting ground has just exponentially grown. So why wouldn't they? You know, there's going to be people and animals and just food in general floating in the water now. Why wouldn't they just expand their area? So, yeah, it just it still felt very it just felt 
like it i don't want to say it's a realistic situation but i guess just like the daughter being a really good swimmer and out swimming an alligator it felt like a plausible situation and where that's nice is the fact that that within itself adds an element of fear and an element of tension to it that you can't always get you know you can be scared of like a jason or a freddy but at the same time you can also easily write it off that that's just movie monster shit and in this you can't write all of it off as that like that's kind of some real shit alligators can do that shit that's not crazy you yeah. know or or if we're going to talk about other alligator movies it's not like lake placid there's no like fucking alligator up in like maine that's gigantic <laughs> you know that's it's it's not one of those situations it's just like that just kind of seems like some normal florida shit like that just is the kind of shit that happens on like a thursday during a hurricane in florida i feel like we just don't hear about it enough because the deaths would be probably attributed more to the hurricanes than alligators in the hurricanes but yeah it's just they they were just very smart with that and i truly cannot stress how refreshing it was that they went now nah, we got this in 87 minutes because after that you know eight millennia long marathon of watching fucking midsummer the weekend before i just i needed something like that i needed <laughs> like just at least a a decent movie that just was sh short and good like that that's all i needed at this point and i i can just say indubitably so that that crawl did provide that crawl crawl was exactly the movie i needed this past weekend when i watched it <laughs> It, it was. I agree, man. It was quick. It was simple. It was to the point and it was satisfying. You just walked out like, yeah, you know, I'm glad I spent money on that. All right. What does the rest of my day have in store? You know, it was really like just one of those. You walked out smiling and you were happy. And I was sitting in the theater and there were quite a few people in there and everybody was reacting. When something funny was said, they reacted. When when it looked like the alligator was when the alligator was biting somebody, people were oh and oh and and enjoying the movie. Or when an alligator would burst through something, people would be like oh shit, you know. People were jumping. So I felt like this was just a very effective yet simple movie going experience. And and one more kudos, I just wanted to give it as far as the storytelling. Man, I'm so happy that they didn't do the cliche thing, because if you would have told me at the beginning of this film, before I watched it, that the father and that dog were going to survive, I would have laughed at you. I would have said, there's no way, man. Obviously, the father is going to sacrifice himself. Obviously, that dog is probably going to um, do something heroic because dogs are heroic for some reason in movies and die um, for some dumb reason. But they didn't do any of that, man. And I was so happy that that they all survived. I was so happy about that. Like I was so just overjoyed and, and they, and, and that's also kind of the genius of the film because they really played around with the father. I think, I think they knew that we knew that perhaps your main protagonist was going to survive. I, I think they knew that. So there were a lot of, I mean, I think the director knew that you that you felt that Haley was going to survive this ordeal 
most likely. But the father, Dave, they played a lot of great mind games with Dave because they knew that you just knew that he was wasn't going to make it. Somehow he just wasn't going to make it. And I am just so happy that he did because you don't see a lot of that in this type of film. No, I do agree with you. I honestly, by the end of that movie, I thought the father was just going to die because holy fuck, he was injured as shit. Like, yeah. I actually do. That's probably... <laughs> And I'll, I'll start moving a little bit into the dislikes with that. With the amount of damage that father took, dear God, how the fuck did he live? He took so much damage. And I just don't, I almost, I find it hard to believe that realistically a human could have survived that, like all the damage he took. I mean, they at least did the right things. Like he gets his arm ripped off and they tourniquet it. You know, they, they slow the blood loss. You know, he puts a splint on his leg with a wrench and a tool belt um you know things like that so they at least did the right things to do to like field dress his wounds and stuff but i'm like fuck and i mean as crazy as it sounds too it's you know we've all heard crazier stories of things that have happened to people and they lived i mean people have taken headshots from a gun and lived you True. know there was a guy that took a bow and like he took an arrow from a bow and arrow like right through his eye and lived you know apparently there's a way to take a pencil into your eye and live um just it just really it's it's all a matter of luck of where it goes and stuff like that and you know you can kind of play that into some of these elements and stuff like that like even with the daughter the amount of wounds she took you know like i said they did dress the wounds like a field dress like you would in an emergency scenario like that fairly well i do think they're both going to end up dying within a week anyway of infections though from all the dirty ass water they were swimming in with fresh wounds and shit yeah all that dirty ass water and i don't know if she'll ever be able to swim again with those injuries yeah but even Who then knows? i think she's gonna lose her leg from just a bacterial infection i mean like fuck like yeah. they're both dead yeah like they're both just gonna <laughs> die from just bacteria i mean there's a man that contracted a fleshing bacteria from swimming in waters in florida like this past week so you know they were swimming in even worse dirty ass water wow i mean fuck, that there was crazy. like decaying animals in that crawl space that flooded so like there was decaying animal matter in the water just in the crawl space there sure was you know? And you know crocodiles have some dirty ass mouths, man, or some alligators have some dirty ass mouths, you know? Like they don't got no toothbrushes. Like they've got all kinds of like alligator gingivitis and shit, man. That's gonna just be infected as fuck, man. But they made it out of the movie. That's all that matters. You know, it's 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 Hollywood. It doesn't fucking matter what happens to them the week after all this shit, you know. All that matters is when those ending credits hit and they were all alive then. That's you know, that's the beauty of Hollywood. But going into what I was saying earlier, that there was one line that felt a little fake with all the development. And that was the one line whenever he said, uh, do you remember why you started swimming to begin with and all this other stuff? And I was just like, that seems dumb at this point. <laughs> like, I don't really feel like she had a crisis of swimming faith at that point. I mean, she had a crisis of survival. Like, <laughs> she had that moment. But I don't think she had the crisis of why do I swim? <laughs> you know so i was like that's that's just pointless why are we bringing that up and then there was one other scene that really kind of bugged me a little bit because that was one of the few scenes that had zero payoff whatsoever to it but just to be a source of silly tension that i felt they didn't need in this movie and that's when she's trying to get through that one hatch 
and she gets all the spiders on her face. Oh like, yeah. She, tuss, like, she touches the nest of spiders and they start just like falling all on her face and shit. I just didn't need that. I don't think anyone needed that. Like just have the alligator swim by or something. You don't need that. You know? Yeah. And there's that, no, was a little, that was a little goofy. And the, and there's no venomous type of spider that nests like that either. You know, venomous spiders don't nest like that. Like the really dangerous ones, for the most part, are very solo territorial spiders, like your black widows or your brown recluses. I mean, fuck, a brown recluse, it's in the name. They're very solo fucking spiders. You know, so worst case, it might have been some daddy long legs or something. But like, that's the that's one of the few ones that do nest like that where they just all gather with each other and you touch them when they crawl everywhere but like she didn't even get bit or anything like it was just like come on do something like it was just pointless just you know it was just a moment to just be like oh and spiders are creepy too well yeah we know that duh but i'm not gonna lie in that scenario I'd be infinitely more scared of alligators than fucking spiders. Like, especially because she's like freaking out and trying to rub them all off her face. She could have just gone down a foot and dunked her head under the water and got rid of them all then. I was just about to say that. I was wait. I was like, just dip in the water. I think I think I just I think I even said that out loud when we were watching it. I was like, uh, just dip your head in the water. Like she just but she stayed up for that whole dramatic showcase. And yeah. It was kind of goofy. Yeah, it just, that was one of the few scenes. Like, I guess, yeah, it technically still did the mission of adding tension. I just felt like there would have been slightly more effective ways. And I'm glad they didn't linger on it too long. I think the whole ordeal maybe last five seconds, if that. And that was just one of the few weird choices in this movie. I mean, other than that, I don't really have many problems with this movie. And I, I really give credit to the director and the writers for this because... Honestly, this movie's so fucking short and so concise. It's it's hard to even pick apart because it doesn't give you time to pick apart anything. You know, most of these thoughts I had happened after the movie. Like I said, with the only two parts that I had issues with in the movie were, like I said, that one line from the father about that and then the spiders. That's really about it. The only things that I thought of while watching the movie that I had problems with. You know, even earlier when we were talking about the plausibility of her out swimming an alligator, that didn't cross my mind till after the movie ended. And I'm like driving home from the movie theater and thinking about the movie. That's when that came to my mind. But it didn't cross my mind in the movie because it doesn't give you time to think about that. Because then the second she's out swimming it, you know, and getting to what might be perceived safety, they're still not out of the woods yet. You know, they're still alligators. They're still in a hurricane. She's, you know, at the one point when she's out swimming them, you know, to get to the boat, uh, you know, that's, you know, then she's still got to go get her dad and dog that are still standing in the water with alligators. You know, when she out swims one, when she leaves the tunnel to go, you know, she still has to rush inside the house to open up the floor to save her dad, who's in the middle of drowning in the in the crawl space so like those moments it doesn't really give you time to think about it until afterwards because it's it's moment into moment and they're very frantically paced moments because i mean well fuck they should be they are life or death moments you know it's not frantic to be frantic it's frantic because if you're not moving quickly and you're not you don't have a sense of urgency to you people will die so 
yeah, I give it a lot of credit for, like I said, two moments that take maybe 10 seconds of screen time throughout the entire movie of that's 87 minutes long. And I mean, I wouldn't in the, I mean, I was in the theater for 87 minutes because of the trailers, which are like 22 minutes nowadays. But yeah, I mean, it's not like I stuck around for the credits of this movie. So, but I mean, I just, I like a lot of kudos. I mean, I'm not, I can't sit here and say it's, it's not like I'm going to give this score of like a 98 or anything. Cause you know, it's not like that. It's not like it did the same things while also being like this very rich narrative and all this other stuff with like groundbreaking acting. It just, it, everybody did their job. And so I just don't have a lot of negative things to say because everybody did their job for the most part, just very well, you know? I mean, yeah. I guess, you know, the only other complaint I have, and it's still fine within the movie, was the fact that there was that one cop that was staring at the swing set and watching it, like, kind of flail around, and he's just, like, staring at it, like, huh, what's causing that? Motherfucker, it doesn't matter, dude. It's a flood, and there's something pulling on this shit? It's probably not something good, bro. Don't walk around in the water. Get up on the boat to go look at it. You're next <laughs> to a boat. Stand on the boat to look over at that swing set. Don't walk around it and stay in the water. Man, you took that. You took mine. I was going to, I was totally going to say that because I was like, and, and the, um, and the guy that we knew, the ex-boyfriend of the sister that knew yeah. our main character was trying to radio him. And I was like, what is whatever you're looking at that distracting to where you wouldn't have answered the radio? Like that, that was just, yeah. I was like, well, come on. <laughs> Both of them ended up just kind of being like Barney Fife's of the Florida Everglades. <laughs> and but but at the same time though, that's what their characters were meant to be. Their characters were meant to be alligator fodder, you know. Yep. <laughs> the the boyfriend one was meant to give them false hope and get cut, you know, get eaten. I mean, and the other one was just there to, I think, no, at that point, we already knew that the alligators were out there, right? Because we had already seen the thieves come. Yeah. We had already seen the, the robbers come and loot that gas station. Yeah. So we already knew there were alligators up there. Nah. So that other guy was literally just meant to be 100% alligator food from the beginning. Yeah. And at least there was a reason for them coming because he, because she had had um, our main character, uh, Haley, keep forgetting that the name's Haley, had had an interaction with uh, him and he was asking about her sister and stuff like that. And he told her not to go. And she was like, okay, I guess I'm going to turn around. And she went anyway. So him coming with another officer let let me go check on her and them and see if she made it out of here okay that was cool at least they gave a reason for him to be there in in most of the movies like this they would have had an interaction at the beginning and then for some reason his ass would have just been there because movie but at least in this you know, he knew she was out there and that was their reason for coming. So at least they gave us that. You know what I mean? Just another example of a very simple story that just didn't waste a lot of its elements. You know, even though they were just alligator food, at least there was a reason for them being there. No, that's very true, because if it wasn't for that connection, there would have been zero reason for them to go back out, because at that point it'd be like, oh, well, fuck, they're stuck, you know, like. You know, they're not going to endanger people like that just for the sake of endangering cops on a boat, you know, in a hurricane, you know, that would be the job of somebody like the hella rescuers and stuff like that, that you see at the end with the helicopters, you know, that's a, 
that's their job. But like you're just average cop on a boat. They're not going to fucking send them out and shit like that. But it makes sense that he would do it because of that familiar connection he already had with the family and the fact that he's obviously still trying to fuck the other sister. Like, yep. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, it's just it. They did it in the right way to justify those characters being there. Like you said, it's just that one cop was just the stupidest cop in Florida. (laughs) Yep, pretty much. I mean, fuck, dude. I don't care what I'm doing. If I'm like in a flood and I see something pulling on a swing set underwater and I know it's just not the current, it's obviously something pulling at it and I'm next to a boat. My first thought is I'm getting the fuck out this water. Oh, man. Yeah. (laughs) Dude, I would have been up on that boat when I first heard the noises. I wouldn't have even need to seen the fucking swing getting pulled on. He just heard some chains rattling and I would have been like, man, that's boat time right there. Yep. I'm getting my ass on that boat. (laughs) Because then you can look around because worst case scenario, you got to safety to check out something that didn't matter. Best case scenario, you got to safety because you needed to get to fucking safety. And I'm I'm fine with both of those outcomes, you know, because like what, what what's going to happen? Are you, You're not going to get embarrassed. Like, it's not like, you know, one of your cop buddies is going to be like, man, you heard chains rattling and you got on the boat, you pussy. Like, no one would even know that you got on the boat because of chain noises. So you might as well do it because worst case scenario to avoid embarrassment lie and say there was an alligator just say there was and nobody would know i just don't understand his cop logic at all like i feel like in the florida like law enforcement schools at like their police academies in florida i'm sure they have entire classrooms dedicated to alligator shit i mean it's florida i i think at mcdonald's they train you how to deal with alligator shit in florida because there's just not a single fucking person in florida that doesn't need to know how to deal with alligator shit i mean it's just the shit that happens man i mean i feel like in florida you could just be walking home from school and you've got a 97 percent chance of running into an alligator i don't know maybe i'm overestimating florida's preparedness for shit but that's just how i feel florida if you don't already do this just start teaching everybody your basic alligator shit preparedness and then i think you'll be fine i think that's what the florida state of florida is missing i think that's why there's so much crazy shit that happens in florida they're not spending enough time preparing for alligators and instead they're doing like meth or whatever the fuck else they're doing (laughs) (laughs) i'm really shitting on florida i really don't have many that many problems with florida i'm not like most people i don't absolutely hate florida i've got family from florida and, and and by that i mean like immediate family my dad is from florida he grew up in florida I am a massive University of Miami fan. I mean, it's all about the Canes, man. Them Canes. Like, I'm all about that. And so I I don't have all the Florida hate that a lot of people other do or other people do. But it's just fun. It's just fun to make fun of Florida. So if we have any Florida listeners, I'm sorry. I'm not really making fun of you. It's just fun. I mean, I live in Illinois. You can make fun of us all you want. I mean, Chicago is the greatest place on earth, but make fun of the rest of it because this state's just fucking Chicago and a bunch of corn. All the state is and corruption, political corruption. I can't forget that. That is kind of a, you know, defining characteristic of the state. So I don't want to shortchange it. See, I'm fair, fair and balanced. But do you have anything else you want to say about crawl before we uh, move on, Justin? Um, did I have any other dislikes or anything that I kind of question? No, I think that might have been. Oh, I did have one. Where, where did they get those uh, flares from? Did he know what those were? Did he 
did did those float by and he grabbed them? I, I'm trying to remember where exactly he got the flares from. I thought they got them from the cops, like that the cops had them on him. Oh, okay. so when he got pulled down. So when he got pulled I, down, they were okay. It's either that or maybe they were in the house because maybe that's something you need around hurricanes and shit. But I really thought it was because of the cop. Okay. Like the cop okay. had him in like his vest or jacket or something. Okay. Maybe I just missed that. Maybe I, I could just be wrong that. on that, but that's just what I felt, or at least that's what my mind told me happened. Okay. So I just accepted it. Well, that would make sense that the cops would have that equipment. Maybe that's what happened. They flo- He got them because they kind of floated over after those cops had been. Yeah, because other than that, I was just like, well, that was kind of convenient how they just found those. But 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 maybe I missed that. Maybe I that was a maybe that was a small detail I missed. Maybe I looked the yeah. other way or something fucking missed it well, i don't know well maybe and it also could be one of those things though where you don't see the direct scene of like the flares falling out from the cop or something you know what i mean like that was always the intention but you don't directly see that other than the, like the cop getting mauled and then they find flares you know what i mean they might gotcha. not have that bridge scene yeah yeah maybe you know, but like that's i said it, you know at least in my head that's what i rationalized and i just didn't think about it after that you know what i mean Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, and it wasn't that. even like a conscious thing. It's not like I started thinking like, where do you get those flares? I think as soon as I saw them have flares, my head went cop at them, and that's it. Like, and so I just was like, yeah, cop at them, and just kept going. Okay. And cool. oh, I'll say this too. One scene that I absolutely loved that kind of caught me off guard a little bit from the way the trailer presented it is there's that one scene where she's on the side of the house about to climb onto the roof and 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 the alligators coming up at her and i thought it was just gonna be one of this bullshit like she happens to get on the roof right before the alligator gets her but i liked the fact that it was the fucking uh rain gutter that broke and that made sense in that moment that the rain gutter broke because she was trying to pull herself up on it and it broke off and that's what the alligator bit into and why yeah. he couldn't get to her that way yeah that was cool that was very cool and it was just one of those things you didn't see that coming and all of a sudden hit the weight it couldn't support his weight so the alligator just and so then she had that one last shot to get up there so that was that was very cool how they did that just very well thought out stuff like that yeah i mean it did have some of those cliche sh- scenes you know like when she's swimming towards the boat and of course she gets right on the boat right before the gator gets her um yep. and stuff there was like a that. lot like of nick there was a lot of nick tom stuff like that too yeah yeah of course it's gonna have that i mean you can't have a movie like that and not have that as cliche as it is if the movie didn't have that i'd be like do they know what kind of movie they're making where's the nick of time shit like i would i think i would <laughs> notice it being left out more than it just annoying me that it's there you know and like i said the the final time that would have felt like the most bullshitty of the nick of times it didn't do the nick of time and i was like okay good good that one i wouldn't have bought you know so i liked that i liked that at least at the moment when i was just expecting nick of time more than anything and was going to be annoyed when it happened because i just knew it was going to happen it didn't i was like all right movie you got me again good job all right so justin What's your recommendation and score? Do I recommend this? Yes. Go, go watch this before it's in and out of theaters, because I know this is kind of one of those films. It's probably not one of the more popular ones, uh, but 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 I hope that you get a chance to go see this one because, yeah, sure, you could red box it or 
check it out whenever it comes out to, you know, DVD and Blu-ray and stuff. But honestly, man, I think this is one where you need to go and appreciate the experience of being in a theater with it, with that surround sound, with the loud noises and the the and a crowd reacting to it. I think that is the strength of a movie like this, especially a movie that's good at building tension and this kind of uh, natural horror, I guess you could call it. I think that um that 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 it's that the best way to experience it is in the theater. So I would say definitely go see this before it leaves, and and, it, and that could be soon because we've got <laughs> um, a huge lineup of movies coming up on the way. So I don't, I just don't foresee this being there long. So I would say definitely go see it. Like we said, less is more, and there's definitely more here because they took the time with just the simple elements that they had, and they made every single element count. It was just like Sterling said, everyone did their job in this movie. The it, it was like a nice day of work where you go and there's no BS and everybody does their job and then everybody clocks out at the same time and goes home. That's really what this was, man. Everybody showed up. The acting was on point. The storytelling was great. The special effects were just what they needed to be. The stunts and how they choreographed certain things and the way the elements all encapsulated this survival game that these two, that these characters were playing. It, it all just culminates very 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 well and it's a simple story it's a it's a very simple thing and just a little like uplifted message you know ab about just finding that determination inside of you and things like that you know nothing about that is anything that's unfamiliar nothing about this is necessarily groundbreaking but I, my hat is off to this for just doing the simple things right doing the effective things the way they're supposed to be done. And this really is just a lesson in how to how you can have a simple concept and just doing that concept justice sometimes makes for some of the better movie experiences that that that, that people can have. So with that being said, yes, it's a recommendation for me. My score is going to be I'm going to go with 88 um <laughs> see you later alligator uh songs rolling in the credits which i got a kick out of that right when i heard the lyrics i laughed so we'll go with that out of a hundred not quite an a because it's not groundbreaking enough to be an a but man this is a very 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 solid effort go see this movie no I, i'm right there with you pretty much like lock and step there Justin. i mean it's i recommend this movie any way you can watch it other than stealing it don't don't pirate the movie but like if you have to wait till it's on hbo or itunes or anything like that instantly watch it don't even think about it just watch it but i do agree with Justin that to get the most out of this movie and to truly get the effect they're going for with it you have to go see it in a theater you need that Dolby Digital surround sound that I don't care how good your home theater is. Well, I can't say how good. There's some people that probably have professional grade uh, movie theaters built in their houses. But like, I'm not talking about with like a sound bar or something like that. You need that true surround sound. You need that perfectly dimly lit movie theater. Yeah. You know, to truly get what this movie does. And it, it's not that it, you know, it won't be as good of a movie 
without that it just it won't be as effective and it, it'll just take it'll, it'll just be a little less shiny that way and so you know especially with all the movies that are coming up and all this other stuff like yeah just go see this movie now just do yourself a favor and go watch it it's it really is a master class at just showing effectiveness in a script and in a movie you know like i said i think we mentioned maybe like honestly 15 to 20 seconds of screen time that it wastes other than that it just it doesn't it just it very effectively takes care of things and i just i think that it's it's just it really is worth seeing especially if you get to see it in a movie theater it's like i said it's it's was exactly what I needed at this point in the summer. You know, the summer with all the movies that come out, it really is just hit or miss on what you're going to get. You're going to get your blockbusters. You're going to get, you know, your indie movies. You're going to get, you know, all these different things in the summer. And with that, you're also going to get quality of the same thing. It's it's going to be a roller coaster of quality. You know, for every book smart, you, you know, you get an X-Men Dark Phoenix. You know, for for fuck for every crawl, you get a midsummer, you know, and so when you get these movies that are truly worth spending your time watching, especially in the summer that aren't these big budget movies, it's 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 worth watching it. And it's it's more effective even because of that. So it's yes, I truly think this is a must watch. And I mean, yeah, my score is a little lower than Justin's, but it's not much. It's I mean, I would give this 85 alligators twisting off an arm out of 100. I really liked the way that scene looked because it was gory and violent and and agonizing. But fuck, it wasn't gratuitous. It wasn't, you know, just shocking for the sake of shocking. It it just truly was a great moment to show the brutality of everything. And they just did it so well. I really loved that scene. And so, and I don't know who the sound editor was. Uh, just to throw this in there, we don't talk about that enough. But the sound editing in this movie, I mean, okay. no, yeah, you're you're absolutely top right. Notch, top notch sound editing, man. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, this is a standout film for that. I think. Yeah, no, I I'm, I'm right there with you on it. Like because it's one of those things that like when it comes to sound mixing and sound editing and, and stuff like that, like a lot of people don't think about those categories at the Oscars. And those are two of my favorite. And <laughs> yes, I know I edit a podcast all the time. So it's like my wheelhouse. I'm like, fuck yeah. And, but no, you were 100% absolutely right on that, Justin. Like all the sound effects were blended so fucking well into everything. Like one of the things I hate more than anything, and I know people love this movie, but dear God, it was almost unwatchable at times for me was Blade Runner 2049. And that's because those sometimes those sound effects or the, the musical score and stuff like that was so bombastic and so drowning that I could not hear parts of the dialogue through those scenes, you know, and that's truly tragic on a movie like that. Like you should never have it on a movie like that. You know, if you've got a budget of like $3 million, I completely am understanding of your sound editing and mixing being garbage, but not on a fucking movie that big. And then you have this movie that if this movie costs $10 million to make, I'd be incredibly surprised. And in, in, in like you said, and like I said earlier, everyone did their job fucking to a T. And, and like you said, with the sound mixing, that is 100% there too. Like the sound mixing was just so beautiful. You would get those growls from the alligator mm -hmm. and yeah. they were just so low and menacing and 
I liked how you could you would you would hear it, but you wouldn't know where the alligator was. And once again, that added to the tension. So just those little things like that are adding to the story. And I mean, how many times do you actually get to think about that? Sound effects are legitimately adding to the effectiveness of the story. Yeah. And it's elements like that that are completely lost. And that this movie, they obviously took the time to care about that. You know, like, are the special effects like groundbreaking? Like, no, this isn't like Avengers in-game level of special effects. But... At the same time, at no point was I like, did the, one of the alligators look so fake or anything like that, that I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like all of the alligators looked good enough to never draw you out of the movie. I don't remember one time looking at one of those gators and thinking that's bullshit. Yeah, me neither. They were just solid. You know, like I said, was it, you know, the best looking alligator I've ever seen in the, the world? No. But was it exactly what this movie needed? Yes. And one of, oh, and then another one of my favorite shots was one of the times when they were like looking at the gator when it was kind of watching them. And you could kind of see the alligator's eyes glow a little bit from just like yeah. light hitting off of it. Yeah. It, it's little things like that are just effective because it, it adds that creepiness to the alligator's eyes in a realistic way. And then... There was another shot where it was a, doing a close up on one of the alligator's eyes and you see it blink with its two eyelids, the vertical ones and the horizontal ones. Yeah, that was cool too. Right yeah. before it moved to attack. And it was just a little thing like that. Like, I know at this point, a lot of people know that like, you know, like amphibious uh, creatures like an alligator or something like that. They do have the two eyelids, you know, the ones that close when they're underwater to help protect their eyes so they can see and stuff like that. And then you know, the regular eyelids and stuff, but just, it was so effective the way they used that shot that, yeah, it, I, like, I mean, if you told me it was a real alligator, they filmed on that, like, you know, that they zoomed in on that scene, it would not have surprised me. You know, it's just every single person, I mean, down to the caterer, I feel like the caterer for this movie showed up every day on set with the perfect food for that day. <laughs> like, oh, you, like you guys are doing like a lot of scenes underwater, you guys are probably going to be cold. I've got some like nice hot soup for you guys, you know, like just always with the perfect food for that day. Like, yes, I, this really was it's it's yeah, this is really was what I needed. Like this movie did reinvigorate me to go into the second half of the summer. And I, I'm really I'm really glad that I took the shot on this because I don't know what it was about this movie. I just kept seeing the trailers and I was like, I don't know, something about it just made me want to watch it. And so I'm really glad I took that chance on this movie. Yeah, I feel the exact same way. Um, I, and, and see, I didn't get as much initially from the trailers out of the trailers as you did. Um, I really just had no hope for this film. And I just was really blown away by the fantastic effort that I got. I mean, definitely, this is a hidden gem of this year. This is one of those I hope I get to the end of the year and I think I'm going to this is one of those I'm going to remember. You know what I mean? This is like that book smart of horror films, kind of like what you said coming up to this year. And, you know, we got it. We got some other stuff coming up later on in the year, but I, I don't foresee me forgetting about this film. And I think that's a good thing. Oh, no, I've already straight up pre-ordered it. I'm so fucking ready for this to come out. And I just thought of one more thing. I'm so sorry, guys. We will end up ending this episode, I promise. I know, right? <laughs> but, but also, the the idea to fucking set most of the movie in the crawl space was also super ingenious. Because 
it also adds that that element of claustrophobia to it and that confinement and which also added to the realistic elements of them being able to shelter themselves from the gators at times when they needed to but also added to the those safe areas are only safe for so long until we drown you know so just that setting of that crawl space was just also such an amazingly smart choice to make this movie work so yeah another kudos to it for just having the forethought to do that too so on that note guys Thank you for listening to the episode. Check us out on the internet, www.cinemaslayers.com. If you haven't been to the website in a while, you should change that because it's a new website. It's been completely redesigned. It's got more of a focus on the podcast, but we do have some stuff coming your way. We will actually still have some written reviews coming your way more in a, in a blog type of style for some of those. But for the most part, it now really is more focused on the actual episodes of the podcast and stuff like that. But we've got really cool features like with the host buttons and things like that. So you could click on our buttons, find out more of what we're doing with the website for each person. And then it also links whatever episodes those hosts are in. So if you just want to hear Jason episodes, you can actually click on Jason's button and it'll list all his episodes and you can play them right there from the website or you know, just take a note of it and download it in your podcast app and, or anything like that. So definitely check that out, guys. Um, you know, we've got the new logo coming your way, so we're going to have some more merch with that. Um, check us out on Facebook. It's Cinema Slayers Podcast on Facebook now. Uh, Cinema underscore Slayers on Twitter and Instagram. We will have some Snapchat stuff on you. I'm really close to finish, like, learning how to do this. I just don't want to fuck up and just, like, be, like, putting out videos to nothing. Because I, like I said, I've just never used, uh, fuck it, Snapchat. I don't know. I, I fucking forgot the name of the app. Um, so we're working on that. We've just got a lot of awesome stuff coming your way. I mean, we're kind of coming into the, you know, the back end of the summer releases now. So, you know, we've got just a ton of stuff coming your, uh, your way with that, you know, Lion King and, and once upon a time in Hollywood and it, and, uh, Sean Hobbs, a fast and furious tale or whatever the fuck that movie's called, but I'm super excited about it. Um, so just like a lot of stuff coming your way and we're so happy. Um, so just keep checking us out. Let us know what you think. Uh, give us a rating and review on iTunes or whatever podcast app you use. Um, if you want to, you know, give us an idea for something or, you know, suggest something or tell us what you don't like or do like, or disagree on this movie or, you know, agree with us on this movie, you know, hit us up on Facebook, hit us up on Twitter, uh, Instagram, uh, or if you just want to keep it private and just, you know, yell at me for not liking midsummer or whatever. Uh, email us at cinema, uh, cinema podcast at gmail.com. So other than that, guys, we really love that you listened. And remember, according to Justin, Moon Knight is the best picture winner. King K. Rule.